This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. At the United States Postal Service, we deliver fast and affordably for small biz, big box, large scale, wholesale, retail, B2B, B2C, ASAP. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com slash delivering. When you make more of your home with Valspar, you want to keep doing more. Like maybe you want to make your powder room more colorful or make your basement more waterproof or make your exterior more Mother Nature proof or make your driveway more protected or make your deck look more barbecue worthy or make your curb appeal more curb appealing. Whatever project is next on your list, Valspar makes all the products and tools to help you make more of it. Valspar, made for more, available at Lowe's. And welcome back to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen. Mad Max is back with me. I look forward to talking to Max about Fulham finding a way to win. They win 3-2 to two on the road, Max, at Stoke City. A difficult place to play, my friend. Just give me your opening thoughts. Mad Max's opening thoughts. We have a lot to talk about. We have to mention the players that were not available to Fulham because I think that makes this victory even better. The fact that Harry Wilson and our top goal scorer, you know, again, who's on fire, Mitro's on fire. Well, he was not available to Fulham here, and they found a way to win. Three to two. Max's opening thoughts. Go ahead, Max. Yeah, I think in many ways, this is up there with some of the most impressive wins we've had all season. Obviously not on the goal-scoring front, but considering that without Mitrovic and Harry Wilson, Considering we went behind 41 seconds in the match uh, to come back, you know, for the second time last week against Bristol City, we came from behind to win. We did it again today. That's not something this Fulham team has succeeded a lot at this year under Marco Silva. So we're seeing that progression. And it was great to see the players who have taken a back seat in recent weeks come and step up. And that's what you need in a championship promotion winning side. You need deck. And it was Muniz with a great first goal. I mean, what a lovely Fantastic first goal. We're going to go through that. Fantastic And then, goal. And then Bobby Decadova-Reed, someone who, as we were talking about before, he's not been talked about at all the past couple months. And nope. he probably would start in almost every single other championship squad. Coming in, 
with the late winner and a lovely, lovely half volley. Credit oh. to him. Credit to all the players who have been, you know, spending a lot of time on the bench. But when they're called upon, they succeed. Um, and this was a really gutsy, uh, really impressive come, come from behind win. Absolutely, Max. And I'm glad that you talked about this because I wanted to see Fulham play from behind. And uh, they've now done it several times now. It's not just once. They've done it a, f- a few times. I shouldn't say several, a few times. But this to me was massive. The players missing the mentality to come from behind and finding a way to win. I actually tweeted that out before the match began. Fulham need to find a way to win. And as you said, players that have not played well, I even tweeted this. I tweeted that it was a great opportunity for Bobby Decadovery and a fantastic opportunity for Rodrigo Muniz. What happens, Max? Both of them are key contributors and score goals in this 3-2 victory. It is huge. And what it is, Max, it really is. It's funny. It really is next man up because these two players that have been key to Fulham can't play, and we have two players that do exactly what I asked, next man up. So, Max, let's not waste any time. Let's just get right into it. And if you're watching live, feel free to share who was your man of the match. I'm curious what everyone thinks about man of the match. We'll get to that in the second half of full time. But let's start off from the bat. Max, and uh, again, match didn't start off great for Fulham. I literally just logged in because I was coming back from work. And what do I see? But a goal from the gentleman's name, DiMaggio. How often do you hear a first name, DiMaggio? (laughs) DiMaggio Wright Phillips, another Wright Phillips. He scores in the first minute. And uh, I thought this was uh, a, a very bad sign. But, Max, it was the first minute. We'll talk about the response right after that. But what was going through your mind early in the match as they got this early goal? I almost laughed because it was it seemed like a joke. This team who had swept teams away <laughs> with ease the past couple of matches is down yeah. the, before we even had a chance to settle in. Um, you, I, I began a feeling when the ball came in from the left, it was a great delivery. Yep. And I just felt we didn't look switched on. Obviously, uh, right, Phillips found the space between Reem and Robinson. And once that ball was put in that, you know, six-yard box area, Rodak's not getting it. He's yeah. unmarked. And and it was a very simple goal in the end. Yeah, I had to chuckle because I was like, this team has just won 6-2, 7-0, 6-2, And then now we're behind at Stoke. And it felt like, is this going to be a rally check for us today? Okay. Luckily, we didn't have too much time to stew over it. No, no, we didn't because the response was immediate. In the next minute, you see Rodrigo Muniz get a goal, and this is actually a wonderful goal. It was good hold-up play by him, and then he just turns two players. He gets by two players and gets a shot off, and it's a goal, Max. And here's a young player that has, I think, a lot of potential. Here was a wonderful opportunity. A response right from the get-go. Thoughts on the equalizer from Rodrigo Muniz? I mean, it was it was just absolutely thoroughly struck into that top corner. What a hit. It, it was a bolt from the blue because, as you mentioned, we'd just gone behind, kind of down in the dumps, and then the first attack up the pitch. First attack. He, turned, he turns two defenders and smashes it near post, oh. upper 90. It was it, it was a lovely strike to see. And as you mentioned, you know, Muniz, he has an amazing goal-to-minute ratio, which we know. <laughs> it's crazy. We haven't seen him score goals like that. They've all been kind of headers, tap-ins within the six-yard box, which he which he's known for. But to hit that from, you know, outside the 18, 
in, in the circumstances, it was almost unbelievable. And we're thinking it's the second minute we've seen two goals. Is this going to be another eight, nine goal performance combined like, we, like we've been used to seeing recently? Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that I can share this from Eddie Middlebrook because I thought Rodrigo Muniz was good throughout the match. We could talk about some of the other situations. And uh, without Mitro being on fire, Rodrigo on fire. Again, it's only just a goal, but he actually was involved with the two other goals or might have been involved with the second one. We'll talk about that in a second. But Max, so Fulham go up two to one. And then the match settles down a little bit. And I think this is actually a good sign because I wanted to see things settle down and then Fulham get into their flow. But it was going back and forth. But Fulham were controlling the play. I think that's fair to say, right? So finally, Fulham get the go-ahead goal. And Carvalho gets the goal. But this has a couple different layers because I don't know if Rodrigo Muniz touched it. I have to see another view of it. But regardless, to get that second goal, I think, was massive. Against a team like Stoke City, the fans were into it to respond back. Again, we start down 1-0, get a goal, get the equalizer, and then we go ahead. So what are your thoughts about the second goal for Fulham? Yeah, it was a really good counterattack. And again, hats off to Bobby Decadova-Reed for this assist. because That's right. He's played the through ball. And you just think it's taking him too wide and the chance is going to be gone because it wasn't quite in his path. But does a really nice job corralling that, cutting it back in for Carvalho. And he actually mishits it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what makes it a goal, in my opinion. Does it touch Muniz? I'm still unclear. Maybe it takes a little bit of Nick off him, but it's definitely Carvalho's shot. And in those situations, sometimes the best thing for, this, for the attacker, Carvalho, is to kind of scuff that. So it kind of takes everyone by surprise. And it was right in the corner. It hits off the post. And there was kind of a moment when the players didn't really know what to do. You know, the, right. the celebration was a bit delayed, but another great way to head into the half, a goal to the good in a match when we weren't necessarily playing our best, as you mentioned. It had settled down. We were in control, but it wasn't the kind of swashbuckling attack we've seen in the past three matches. So it was, it was great to get that goal, um, especially after being down 1-0, as we mentioned, yep. in the first minute. Absolutely. And I'm just sharing some comments. James Baldwin says, pretty sure Muniz touches that. We think he touched it. Again, you know, regardless, it's a goal and Fulham go up two to one. I'm going to share some more comments from the Fulham supporters as we go through this, Max. And uh, I have to share this because I just like saying Berdino. So Colm Bugler says, first win at Stokes since the Berdino Masterclass of 2010. I don't care how you win at Stoke to win there. It's a very difficult place to win, Max. You would agree with me on that, right? Yeah. I mean, we saw it today. The pitch wasn't at its best. The fans were raucous. It's cold. <laughs> it's cold. I mean, I still know it as, as the Britannia now. It's about 365. No, it's, it's still it's, the it's Britannia. A it's a cauldron of, uh, of, of a waste of home support. And yep. it's hard to be the wayside there. And this Stoke team, I mean, let's give them credit. Absolutely. They played us really well. They gave us the best, you know, for, uh, test we've been given since, you know, Sheffield United before the COVID break. You could argue so, that, that maybe they deserve something for the match because perhaps, they played perhaps. that well. I think I think we'll see this team in the playoffs come okay. May because I think, I think they're definitely one of the top six teams in the division just based on what we've seen today. And they've done some good business, it appears, in the loan market. A lot of yeah. young players from big sides who are hungry, a lot of pace, a lot of trickery. Um, they gave us problems, certainly a doy at the end I was nervous about. But um, give credit to Stoke. This was a team who, who gave us a really good go of it. They did, Max. And again, that's what's so encouraging about this. Like I keep talking about, and I'm going to keep saying this, 
finding a way to win, I think, is huge. And I have to share this comment from Val because I was not aware of the Bournemouth results here. So Val shares this with us. A win with no Mitro, no Wilson. So good result and three goals at Stoke. A hard place to go and win normally. And Parker, Bournemouth lose at home. Again, just a little bonus there, Max. A little bonus. Yeah, thank you, Hull City. I think they've, they've beaten Black <laughs> and I can't stand Hull City. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand them. But they're helping Fulham out. They're actually helping Fulham out. They took care of business against Blackburn, and now they take care of Bournemouth. Thank you, Hull City. I can't believe I'm saying this. David Holly, if you're listening to I'm actually saying thank you to Hull City. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy, Max. That's really crazy. Yeah, it- it's an eight-point It's an eight oh, point gap. Oh, I have to share this, too. I was not aware of this. Of course, this puts a smile on my face. I'm just going to share that. I'm not going to say anything. But <laughs> that, and, and the only thing I will say about this, when Fulham do play this side that Steve Reynolds has commented on, I want 10-0. I'll just, I'll just leave it at <laughs> Okay. All right, my friend. So before we talk about the second half, a little worrying sign was how Stoke City – ended the first half. I, I want to get your thoughts on this because I'm glad that you mentioned this because I don't think enough shows just in general that talk about teams give enough credit to the other side. To Stoke City's credit, they ended the first half really well. And I was actually a little nervous at the end of the first half. And actually at halftime, I'm thinking they're going to make it difficult in the second half. And they absolutely did. Yeah. We could see that there are going to be issues if they had a pair to sustain pressure because they were dangerous with balls from wide. And in some instances, they were overwhelming our midfield and they were hungry. That's one thing I'd say about Stoke is that I'm not sure they played the best football, not sure if they were the most clinical, but you could tell that team was motivated by the manager and, and wanted to push forward and attack in numbers at times. So it was a warning sign. And I know we'll get to the second half, but yep. they came out in the second half, the more hungry side with the more desire. And we struggled to get a foothold in, really. I'd argue until, you know, stoppage time when we kind of controlled it when we were up 3-2. We were not really in this match in an attacking sense second half. Right, right. I'm there with you, my friend. And uh, so we now transition to the second half, Max. And uh, let's just go to the goal from, from Baker. You and I were talking about this. This is actually a very nice goal. And credit to him for scoring it, making it 2-2, and the crowd just goes crazy. And we know that we have a, a real match on our hands. Not that we didn't already, but it was going to be difficult to see Fulham get a victory here. But I'm going to ask you a question because uh, this is actually posed to me from Emilio Donello, who did not see the match. I, I, don't, I don't think Emilio watched it, but he was just curious because he's been a little critical of Marek Rodak lately. Should Marek Rodak have done better here? I want to say yes. Yes, he should have. It's, it's that simple. It's a very good hit. Take nothing away from Baker. He hits that very pure and it's a long way out. I think it's fair to criticize Rodak here. The, the dive didn't look like it was executed the right way. He looked like he just kind of held back something and he was yep. trying to push at it instead of extending his arms. And yeah, it was in the corner, but that's a nice height for the keeper. I, I think he should have done better. Add that to the long-range goal that you know Birmingham City scored in midweek. It, it's a bit of a worry point. Now, I'm not saying we have to bring in Gazaniga. I'm not sure a goalkeeping change is, what, is what's necessary, but right. I don't think Rodak covered himself in glory that, this match. I mean, he did have a nice save, to be fair. He did. And 
But also think about what happened when um, their striker was played through right. It comes out to claim it. It doesn't really get anywhere near the ball. And he, without Tosin, Tosin was really great in terms of personal awareness there. If that's Tosin's right. not there, that's concerning because yeah. Brodak was actually behind the ball in, in that later moment. So right. there are a couple of moments when he looked not as assured as, as we've known him to be. But I'm not saying that we have to switch the game. Right. And I'm not saying that either. I'm just uh, putting that out there that, you know, again, we, we talk about the good, we talk about the bad. And Stephen, I'm going to share this right now. We'll talk about this in just a second. He did make a fabulous save at the end. Absolutely. He actually was the difference of uh, Fulham getting the three points at the very end of the match. I will say that with that save. So definitely, I'm not going to not mention that, but I think it's fair to criticize a goal that maybe he could have done a little bit better on. That's all. That's all we're doing here. We're trying to call it both ways. If it's positive, we're going to tell you. If it's negative, we're going to tell you as well. But let's go on there, Max, because uh, I want to get your thoughts before we really talk about the match winner. So how are you feeling after they scored? Because at that point, I want to say I felt that a, a potential third goal was coming, and I thought it was coming from Stoke City, honestly because they had sustained pressure after that. I thought we held our own, and we weathered the storm. And Probably that led to the fact that we had the opportunities that we had, because I knew we would have more opportunities. So how do you look at what happened afterwards? Do you say credit to Stoke City for coming at us the way that they did? Or are you critical of Fulham for not able to get the ball back and really not to get control back after they scored that second goal? Yeah, it was concerning. It reminded me of the matches before the COVID break when we really were struggling, you know, against Luton or against Sheffield United or Preston when we were the away side and it just looked like the tide turned and nothing that we could do could get us a foothold. This is when the foam team can struggle, you know, when we're away from home, backs against the wall and there's momentum behind the other side. That's something I think we've not excelled at all year is kind of getting back into matches and that's why I think today was so impressive is that we kind of got over that because there was Absolutely. a step from 60 minutes to, you know, 75 when they really Stoke looked the most likely winner. That's what I thought. The goal came against the run of play, but that's what happens in the championship. You get a runs to play goal. Finding a way to win, goals. Max. Find a way to win, as, as, as the show's called, very, very astutely. And what matters is the three points. That's we still right. scored three goals away from home, which is, for us, recently, seems a bit, you know, a bit down, low, but for any, for, for any <laughs> side uh, in the division, that, that's a great, great result. It, it's a very good result. It's a very good amount of goals away from home three. Okay. How are we to complain? But yes, it's down from the six and seven we've been scoring lately. But it is impressive when you look at the players that were not available to phone. But let's now talk about the match winner. And I mentioned to you off air that this actually begins with a great header from Rodrigo Muniz that hits the crossbar. And uh, I thought he was active today. I thought he did his part in this full victory along with the gentleman who got the match winner, Bobby Decadover-Reed, who has really not had much of a chance to play when you have Harry Wilson in front of you. And he took advantage of it. Two players in this instance were the difference for Fulham getting all three points with a third goal. So what are your thoughts about the goal from Bobby Deckard over Reed? And it's more than just him on this. Yeah, I think, as you mentioned, give credit to Meniz for that great power, towering header. But also, what a delivery from Kearney. I, I mean, was just about to say, Kearney's delivery. 
We have to talk yeah. about that as well. It, it might be the story of the season is how lethal we are from set pieces. It's and unlike anything I've ever seen from a full on side is how good we are from a yeah. dead ball situation this season. And I think that credit has to go to the manager, but it also has to go to the people whipping in the deliveries. It's been Sari, it's been Wilson, it's been Candy today. Just absolutely fantastic. We're asking questions of every defense when we get a corner. And credit to Deco Reed because a lot of the times is you had her come in off the crossbar and players freeze. They kind of think, oh, they look and they admire it. They admire, oh, that was really close. That's not what Deco Reed did. He was active, he was alert, he was on his yep. toes. And he, he takes advantage because that's a loose ball that could fall to anybody. He yep. wanted it more and, and just a really nice controlled finish. Again, those things can easily be shanked wide, as we saw Shalaba <laughs> do. It can easily be blazed over, as we've seen you know, Knockhart do on a couple of occasions. It's a controlled but lethal and so much power in that. Um, and to see him celebrate right at the away end, which is right behind that oh. goal, that was a great moment. That was, I, I think that's really one of the moments of the season, considering, as you mentioned, we go down 1-0, Missing Micho, we're missing Harry Wilson. It's late in the match. The tide was against us. Very, very satisfied. Absolutely, my friend. And that's going to lead us to talk about the ending stages of the match. And as uh, Stephen Peterman was uh, mentioning to me, you know, again, fabulous save by Merrick Rodak. And we'll talk about that because Fulham take the lead and uh, he makes a great save. He actually keeps Fulham into getting all three points with this save. But after that, you know, and again, credit to Stoke City because they had a couple of opportunities as well, Max. And they had that dangerous youngster from Aston Villa on loan that made a difference when he came on. It was really nervy times, but Fulham saw a way out. But it really started with this key save from Marek Rodak. Yeah, because that's coming to him with a lot of pace. He was sitting on the volley and he needed to step up and he did. It was, it was a really great save. Now, apart from that, and of course, <clears throat> the instance when the ball hits the post, which Rodak, you know, gets nowhere near, but remember that really odd one for deflection from that same on loan um, Villa player. We had a couple nervy moments, but thankfully, the last six minutes of the match in stoppage time, it was very controlled. And Knockhart coming on made a difference. I think he was excellent in terms of he was asking he was. Thing, and that was see the match out. And he was combining, he was winning fouls, he was taking the ball out of the air. He seems motivated just in that short canvas. That was nice to see. And, you know, we were on the attack and then in the match. I think the whistle blew. We just had a corner. So that's exactly where you want to be um, when you're seeing a one-goal away win is having the ball as far as away from your goal as possible. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned Anthony Knockhart because I thought he made a difference. He comes on late in the match, and he really helped Fulham at the very end. So really just fantastic from him. I'm going to share this comment before we – get ready to talk about man of the match from Cone Bugler. Love Reem getting Muniz to bow in appreciation of fans calling his name at the end. I heard them call his name the entire match. And I actually wanted to hear that before the match began. I wanted everyone to get behind Rodrigo Muniz. It's not me telling the fans to do that. They did it on their own. I'm, I'm not taking any credit for that. I'm just saying it was nice to hear them get behind Rodrigo Muniz. No Mitro, and the fans got behind him. Lovely. Lovely because it's it's been hard for him. You know, it's a totally new country. It's a new language. He can't speak the language yet. He's, he's, he's learning the young. language. And if you remember, I mean, one of his first real full moment was that penalty miss against Leeds in the Cup, in the League Cup. And, and that's hard. And, and that's hard to come back from, from a young player. 
And I think I remember very clearly how the entire squad came around and hugged him and consoled him after that and said, lift your head up, man, like it's fine. And he's blossomed ever since. You know, we had the Blackburn match where he chipped in a couple goals. At Reading, he also got in amongst the action. But today was his first real test. Starting from minute one in a match when there's no Mitro on the bench. It's just you. You lean the line. And he rose to the occasion. And I'm really happy for him because he's so much room to grow. And You can see the talent, Max. He has it. And and if he can succeed like that, if he can continue on um, and the path he's going, does this mean – we have a very viable backup if we're in the Prem next year. Does yes, mean we potentially possibly. Possibly. Because, we need to see more. We yeah, see I've, more. I've thought a lot about, you know, what happens if we get promoted. I'm not saying when because it's a long time to go, but it's looking it, – it's certainly a scenario which, which we have to consider. And the squad now needs a lot of overhauling if we're going to succeed in the Premier League next year. It's right. simple that the players who are starting now are great for this division, but we know a lot of them can't play in, in the step up. Sure. And if there's a situation where we can save – a big money transfer by not having to buy another striker. If we already have that striker right. within our squad, I think that's a big bonus for us in strengthening other areas, which need more support. Absolutely. So that's because, just putting that out there. No, and we're going to have to see his progression. And there's a reason why Marco Silva wanted him here. And to have a young striker, and if you can grow into the role, Max, then you can look at other positions to strengthen. Maybe you don't have to really get that backup striker, Dimitro, when we – Get to the Prem. That's a great point. I'm going to share some comments because this is some very interesting. Well, if we're just talking about Anthony Knockhart. Knockhart's played smart, always gives 100%. I don't think I can ever doubt the effort of Anthony Knockhart. And I agree with this. He, he might not be able to pull off the goals anymore, but he definitely gives you everything that he has. I also want to share this because I already talked about this. Des Lynch. Also, thank you, Hall, twice in past few days. I agree with that. Okay. All right. Coming up next to end the show, please give us your man of the match if you're watching live, and I'll get Max's man of the match. I'll share mine as well. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. When traders tell us how to make Thinkorswim even better, we listen. They asked for a version they could access anywhere. No download necessary. We heard them. And when they asked to execute a preset trade strategy in seconds, we said absolutely. Feedback like this inspired us to build Thinkorswim Web, and it continues to push us. So our entire suite of platforms never stops getting better. Because platforms this innovative aren't just made for traders, they're made by them. Thinkorswim by TD Ameritrade. Okay, Max, I'm going to go to you first. Who was your man of the match? There are a lot of good options, and I think, you know, anyone is going to be right if they say somebody. I'm not going to, you know, knock them, but I have to go with that good overread. For me, he's someone, as I mentioned before, has struggled this season. You know, he's seen his starting place go away. He's seen the front three without him in it succeed and hit new heights, which you've never seen before from Fulham players. He's not really been a part of these huge wins. And that's also something to a player's confidence, you know, especially when he was one of our top scorers in the Premier League last season. And right. suddenly he's finding it hard to get a couple minutes in the championship. If I'm him, my head's down, you know, it, it's hard to feel confident to want to succeed. 
But what he did today when he was handed the start was just excellent. He has that assist for Carvalho's goal, and he crops up in in the most opportunist circumstances to smash that finish in. And that's like, I mean, we just seen two great hits for Meniz and Decad Overeed. Got to give it to Decad Overeed, considering he's, he was a match okay. winner and had that assist. But you could easily say Meniz, could easily say it to Fabio. Could yep. be, I mean, Candy also was excellent. Um, so a lot of really good options out there. But I'm going to okay. go with the match winner. Decadovery. Okay, excellent. I'm just going to share this. This is from my friend, Steve Reynolds, who was in Spain. He just sent this to me. Read Man of the Match, tell Emilio. And the reason why he says that is that Emilio has made it clear that Harrison Reed's not his favorite player, but he always gives him credit when Harrison Reed plays well. What are your thoughts about the play of Harrison Reed? I thought he was good. I thought this is the match when he needs someone like Harrison Reed. Tackles are flying in the midfield. You know, that's a number of Stoke players came in late on Kearney, on Fabio, on Reed, and you need a kind of enforcer in there, snapping at people's heels. Okay. making sure Stoke players can't get away with that. I thought he was very bright. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Let's just share some comments from the Fulham supporters. Fabio, man of the match. Let's see what else we have. A couple of shout-outs for, for uh, Anthony Narcar, which I find interesting. Very good. Now, I'm not taking credit for anything, but I'm going to share this. And, again, I just find it funny. Yeah. Man of the match, psychic Russ <laughs> Goldman for pregame tweet calling. Bobby Decadover. I did do it, but I'm not man of the match. I'm going to go with Max. I'm going to say the man of the match was Bobby Decadover. So I'm going to go with you. Brendan O'Connor says it's uh calf. Let's see. Let's see who. Yes, Steve. I already shared your comment on behalf of myself and the full shadow. It has to be read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very funny. Okay. Mats. He goes with Fabio. All right. Let's see what Chris Baugh has to say. Got to be Bobby Decadover. That third goal was special. It was special. And that was not an easy goal, Max. Let's see Let's see what else we have. James Baldwin says, shout out Bobby Decker, Tosin and Munizo. But let's see. For him, he said, for me, Fabio, man of the match. Okay. So we're kind of all over the place. You can go in several places with man of the match. But let me ask you about Fabio because uh, – we're on full time now, and uh, just because of my schedule, I really haven't had a chance to really do like a regular show. So I've really been doing the full time show. And Max, what do you make of all of the stuff going around Fabio right now? I, I want your uh, opinion. Yeah. Let it rip because yeah. listen, I would love to see Fulham hold on to Fabio, but when you hire George Mendes as your agent, as it's been reported, potentially he's his agent. I think you're looking for another team. Now, that's just, I'm not saying that he's not going to sign a new deal. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope he signs a new deal. I think he should stay another year. I think it would better him as a player to play regularly for at least one more year, sign a contract with Fulham, stay another year, and then go to, to another team. That's what I would do. But I'm not him. So this is an interesting situation because. I don't think Fulham are going to sell him in January and I don't want them to sell him in January, but you now have the risk of getting nothing from, for him. But here's the thing. Is he more valuable to Fulham now than if he left for free because of the money that you could make from the premier league? Yeah. I'll pose it to you that way. Well, here's what I'll say is that I think he's most comparable in his situation, not in his playing style, but in his situation to Ryan Sessegnon. It's very similar. similar. 
he's a player who's playing excellent in the championship and we're mounting this promotion push. And the question is, is he going to go at the end of the season or mid season, or is he going to stay with us and help us in the prem? For me, he's not at all ready to play in the Premier League now because of his... On a regular basis. If he leaves now, it's a guarantee his playing time is going to be stunted if he leaves Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. And what I would say is that it's almost like Cessnion. You know, we've seen Cessnion's massive struggles. I don't think he was ready for the physicality, for the strength of the Premier League. We saw that the first season he played with us before he left for Spurs. So it would be a massive shame for Carvalho to stunt his development like Cessnion. And I see it, again, I see it in a very similar manner. Very talented players, yep. players who can excel at the second division, have amazing technical quality. But if you put them in the Premier League at you know 19, 20 years of age, they're going to find it very difficult. And the best place you want to be is at a place that can give you minutes, a place that even if you have an off match like Fulham, you'll be in the starting 11 next time. That's right. The pressure is not going to be on. You're not going to be dropped to the reserves and only playing league cut matches. If Carvalho leaves to go to a top six side – which I think he has every right to do later in his career. But if he does it too early, he'll face the same future as Cess, which is someone who's been riddled with injuries, has been inconsistent, can't play. He's been on loan you know, to Germany. And he's going to see his career take a nosedive. I thought Cessnion could have been one of the best players in the world by his early 20s, based on what he was doing for us in 2017, 18. Yeah. And look at him now. Like, Yeah, he had one all right performance against Liverpool in the Premier League for Spurs, but he's not a regular starter. He keeps no. getting injured. And he's not in a place which really cares about his development, in my opinion. So Carvalho would be really wise to look at that. Um, you know, look look at Pat Roberts this week. He moved to Sunderland, right? I, he, I hate to bring that up, but yeah. but I think it's fair to bring up Pat Roberts. Then yeah. the flip side is people will then come to me and say, well, look at Harvey Elliott. Yeah, and that's what and, I was going to say. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You know, it's good because Harvey Elliott. To be, fair, yeah. to be fair, it has worked out for Harvey Elliott, even though he's injured yeah. now. He yeah. actually was playing first-team minutes with Liverpool. So credit to him. He bet on himself. It worked for him. But I've seen it go the other way more often than not, Max. I think it's in his best interest to stay at home. He'll ultimately make what he feels is, is the best decision for himself. But I think his value will only grow if he stays one season with Fulham. It'll go up. Yes, the uh, value for Fulham would, would go up as well. But I think it's a win-win if he stays at least another season. I would... Ha- Say, hey, listen, sign a new deal with us, a short-term two-year deal. We'll put a buyout clause in there. And if someone matches it, best of luck to you. And yeah, and that's the thing, as you mentioned. I, there's no downside for him staying at Fulham in the short term. No. No, I he think gets to play regularly. Yeah, he, he's, he's going to make a move to a top side in the He's going to do it eventually. Because he's that good. He, he'll but, probably do it eventually. But if you make it too soon, it can really jeopardize your entire future. Because as I've said, That's right. I think everyone agrees with me here. The most important thing for a young player is minutes, is first-team yeah. football, is development. And the way you develop is not on the training pitch. It's not sitting on the bench, you know, in the important matches. It's not playing yep. once every three weeks, you know, in the Europa League or the League Cup. It's playing first-team football. So yeah. that's what Fabio has to understand. And right. I think I, – I hope, you know, you mentioned Jorge Mendes, the agent. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if, if he's going to have his head turned. I don't know if his family, his agent, whatever, he's going to he's gonna get, get a great offer. It's he really is. about understanding what's best for him and, and his future. And let's just hope he makes the right call. I hope he does too. And listen, family pressure, you know, I understand that. All families have pressure. And, uh, you know, I want him to do what's best for him. And I hope it ultimately 
he does what's best for him and not what's best for others. Do what's best for you. If he feels a move to, say, Liverpool, Leicester City, or abroad is best for him, then by all means, go ahead and make the move. I just hope that he's doing it for himself. You know, everyone can benefit beyond that. Like I said, your family, agents, everyone has their hand out. You know, again, I'm not saying the family does. I'm saying when you have these agents with their hand out, you know, their interest is making money. Their interest is really making money and getting their cut. And, you know, if he plays it right, he can benefit himself and his family. But again, it's up to him, you know, and it's up to him to do what he feels is the right thing. I have a family. I understand how you probably want to do what's best, not just for you and your family, but you have a great opportunity here. And and uh, just think it through and do what you think is right. I, you know, as a Fulham supporter, and seeing the history of what's happened to other Fulham players, I personally think wait a year. The money's still going to be there, Max, and uh, you'll just improve and and your value will go up even more. You will probably end up making more money by staying at Fulham now. You probably will. But only he knows what's the best thing for him and his family. And uh, I'm sure he'll come to that decision hopefully soon. Uh, it might not be until the summer. We'll have to wait and see. Anyways, Max, before we go, final thoughts, and we'll wrap this up. Final thoughts. Great points clear. That really is nine with our goal difference advantage. It's a good spot to be in. We've won four in a row. Yep. The teams below us are losing matches, right? We're winning matches authoritatively. I'm excited. I'm really excited, Russ. I think, especially given today's result, this team yep. can have really great confidence considering how they play without one of their best players, without one of their best wingers. Okay. This team is depth. This team is togetherness. And hopefully, you know, we're top of the league. Let's win this league. You know, let's not even make it close. Let's keep winning. I agree. Just keep winning. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I think the season is going to end very well for us, Max. Before we go, I have to share this to you. You're not aware of this. But I have a request from the Fulham Shadow, Emilio Danello. He messaged me before we were to go live. He needs to do a show with Max. He said, I <laughs> miss doing a show with Max. So I told him that the three of us will do a show together soon. So, Max, we have to make that happen for Emilio. Yeah. He, misses doing, Emilio. he misses doing a show with you. He wanted to make sure I mentioned it, and I'm mentioning it during the show. So we'll make that happen. All right. We do have to wrap this up. For Mad Max, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.